When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the frames per second podcast ma i want to help you get me started in the business the streets don't play canaan that's what i keep trying to tell you but you don't want to hear me though come on man this is my story. What's going on? It's your boy, Nicky Ducey, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. And you're now tuned into the Frames Per Second Podcast. In this episode, we are beginning our weekly recaps of the new, I want to say it's a hit series, but I'm going to say it's a new series <laughs> on stars brought to you by 50 Cent, who pr- pretty much, he must have owner stake in stars. Oh, yeah. Because this, this motherfucker got a show every mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the original Power. It's not Power Book 2 Ghost. But it's Power Book Three, Raising Cain, mm-hmm. and or Canaan, my bad. And joining us is shoot, I guess the the Canaan of uh, Dead End, <laughs> <laughs> the, a legend, a, a pillar of Dead End hip hop, Mr. FIFO Twenty Four Seven. How you doing, sir? Yeah, what it do, man? Appreciate you. Glad you have. You always on the gangster shit. I am. You well, now nah, you was on the Mortal Kombat. I was. Yeah, yeah you come in here like, now. Like, like, like I said, man. Um, I always love the idea of frames per second, but with everything else tied to dead and hip hop that I'm involved with, I was like, there's no way I could do this full time. However, I do want to lend my opinion on certain things that we talk about. So yes, the gangster shit, the Marvel shit, I'm here for it. All right, we, all right. So we're gonna catch you on the Shang Chi. Um, yeah. But this episode, we're, uh, we're we're catching up because it's, it's already four episodes out of this series so far. So we're gonna just cover the first two. And then the next one that I drop will probably uh, cover the uh, third and fourth episode. Mm-hmm. So this episode will be dedicated to uh, back in the day and reaping and sowing. So that's what we will review. And we'll just get right into it. Um, overall thoughts on the show so far? Fucking love it. Mm. Fucking love it. Um, you know, we, me and Nick was just talking a little bit off, off uh, camera regarding this. And I was like, nah, just save it, save it, save it, save it. Because, man, aesthetically visually this is completely different this is produced at a way higher level Mm. than any of the other powers and i think that i really realized that when i said i said nigga is that omar epps in this motherfucker y'all niggas got omar epps in this bitch Mm. so you know i feel like they just stepped everything up the intro was fucking fire even though you know it's changed i was like okay like i really like everything that they've done with this um, iteration mm-hmm. of power, you know what I'm saying? And honestly, I feel like it gives more depth to the original power now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I have to appreciate the first one more because we're getting so much more backstory now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really like it. What about you, Ken? Oh, jeez, man. Um, I think it's really good, actually. I do. Um. And I'm actually, I won't say I'm surprised because I, I, I was okay with the last one with Tariq. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, it's something about this one 
that feels different. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's because I relate to that time. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know I, I know all the songs and the soundtracks or whatever, but I really feel like getting the backstory of Kanan, seeing him grow up, even though he wasn't that much of a prominent figure mm-hmm. on, in power, he kind of loomed large in power. Mm-hmm. So to get his story separate from all of that, because he was like the genesis of it all, mm-hmm. um, is really interesting to me. And I liked how they started out with telling his his origin story, showing that he was, you know. Well, yeah. So, yeah, man, I actually fuck with it. Yeah, I I like it a lot. I almost want to argue and say it could be, it has the potential to be better than the original. I agree. Um, however, uh, and I only say that because, like, Ken, you brought up that good point that I didn't even think about, that this whole shit really starts with him. If you go mm-hmm. with the how, mm-hmm. you know, Ghost was talking about how yep. him he got him and Tommy into the shit. Um, and then, as, like FIFA mentioned, the way it's shot is just different. The acting is a little bit more polished. Outside of uh, outside, well, I'm, I'm saying that because there's a there's a couple characters I'm like, uh, <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about, already. of course. But but with that being said, it's like you can take the one, two, or threes. Everybody else, yeah, is on a whole nother level. Everybody else is well rounded. Um, and the first four seasons of the original Power, I really like. It was just that last two that kind of just mm-hmm. made it real goofy. But um, yeah, though, let's just ju- jump right into it. The the series starts with us hearing you know Fifty Cent's voice. He's the clear narrator, narrator. of mm-hmm. this whole shebang, which I, I assumed that was going to happen. And you it's know? dope. That's dope. Like, it, 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 again, it just adds another aesthetic, another level of texture to it because anybody that's watching this and you didn't watch the first power, then what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And to the point that you made earlier, it's kind of like since we – it feels like we know a lot about Kanan, but we really don't know shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we we know so much about Tommy and Ghost and how they refer to Kanan and Kanan the big bro. And then now we're understanding how Kanan came to be able to teach Tommy and Ghost the game. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. them motherfuckers didn't come into the game knowing that shit. Kanan schooled them. So now we're seeing that. So it's like we know, but we don't know. Exactly. Um and I and I I like that concept because it even starts because you think because the whole trailer and stuff was like oh this is gonna be in the nineties but actually the show starts off in the late eighties mm-hmm. when he's just a young boy mm-hmm. getting his ass beat in the in South you know Southside Jamaica Queens. The, my question was was y'all surprised that the young Kanan would is not as tough as the guy like is not a tough guy from day one because you you see him in in the original Power. Mm-hmm. And, and how he went out, and it was like, oh, he must have been a thug since day one. But, like, this first image we see of him as a young kid is him getting his ass beat in the park. Like, that that kind of threw me off a little bit. Like, oh, okay, so he really grew into this motherfucker. It didn't really surprise me. Um, I think sometimes, you know, you you that type of character development happens, you know, uh, in previous in previous uh, shows. Um, you know, I can't, can't think of any that come to mind, but... Um, and it kind of makes sense, you know, because he wasn't the tough guy. His mom made him the tough guy. And then when you see what his mom does, you know, you understand why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. So um, so I like that smidgen of character development for him, because when you think about just thinking about me growing up, you know, young in, in bad areas, like 
you know, you have to have those guys that kind of sometimes push you over the edge and be like, yo, no, nah, you're going to go back down there, you're going to fight, mm-hmm. and you're going to do what you need to do, you know, or you're just going to always constantly get picked on. So, yeah. you know, I think that that was dope. Yeah, I, I you know, Kanan, even, even like in a regular power, is, is – as brutal as he was and as gangster and as big of a figure and all of those fucking other adjectives, he always had a soft spot here and there for certain people. You know what I'm saying? Like him and Jukebox. You know what I'm saying? That relationship. Now we get to understand. like, Because obviously they were already close and when he was in, you know, trying to figure shit out, who did he call? He called Jukebox. Mm-hmm. You know, Jukebox was there. Um, you know, how, how he had a soft spot for Tariq. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we saw versions of grown Canaan and this little Canaan. You know what I'm saying? So, so it just it makes sense. Like, I really think that they're doing an excellent job developing the little one that makes sense as to why the older Canaan is how he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought up Jukebox. Were y'all uh, intrigued as far, or just even kind of a little bit of surprise as far as how heavily featured? she is in this series or even just in the first episode? No, be, be, because even though we didn't necessarily get the backstory then, you knew that the connection that Kanan and Jukebox had was super tight, super tight. So it, I love the fact that they're really explaining it and mm-hmm. she's a prominent character. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they're featuring her, she's a prominent character. So that means that there's going to be other shit that happens that even furthers that bond between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's really interesting to me as a character. She is. At, at, at this point, I didn't think she would be. Mm-hmm. And and to to see it kind of play out in these first two episodes, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I'm really curious to see how they elevate her and grow her as a character because... Mm-hmm. From her starting off, it's like, okay, I can see where this is gonna lead to as far as confrontation down the line. Yeah. Um, but you can you mention uh Kanan's mother, Raquel Thomas. What were y'all th- overall thoughts on her? What do y'all think about her as a character? She reminds me a lot of Mary J. Blige. Character. Actress. Yeah, better better actress. She really feels like she's in control of the situation. I love that. It's a black woman mm-hmm. in control of the situation. We're talking about the 90s. Who would think that exactly. based on what they put out? And prime example is when they were in the, the little bodega and it was like, um, buddy, you could tell he he probably hit his wife. Mm-hmm. He was like, how you know my wife or whatever, whatever, to um, uh, Raquel's oh, uh, uh, brother. Ma- uh, Lulu. Lulu. Yeah. Lulu. Yeah. And Buddy was trying to talk to Lulu. He's like, why are you, why are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. Bro, she runs shit. <laughs> Don't talk to me. So yeah, so that 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 goes straight to what Ken's saying. Yeah, she she it appears like she gets a lot of respect. Well, she gets a lot of respect, I think, from from all the move, like from the nigga she was with, which was it mm-hmm. wasn't Kanan's father, but what was his name? Uh, high top or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Outpost. Oh, was it? Yeah, Outpost? high post. High yeah, post. High post. Um, and we find out that he died somewhere Got in between. Up, yeah, yeah. yeah, somewhere in between all that. Um, and she kind of just inherited the company, pretty much. But she still runs it as ruthless as I guess anybody would, mm-hmm. which is what I respect. Like you, but th- like there's a lot of complexities with her because not only she's a mother, she's a gangster, but she's a woman too. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of ba- she's juggling all three of that. Um, and they show you all of that in the first in the first like yeah. half hour. Yeah, like, that's what I was wondering to ask y'all. Like, how do y'all judge her complex approach to like raising Kanan when it comes to like his education and trying to take him away from the street shit that she's clearly so ingrained in? 
I feel like when you live that life, it, it is such a slippery slope because your kids see it and you'll be the biggest hypocrite to try to keep them away when obviously they're so interested in it. So I think she does a really good job of trying to get keep him focused on school and, you know, you're going to be something bigger that, you know, people are going to want to be, but at the same time teaching them the game because the game comes with principles, you know what I'm saying? And and we could tell that he's a hothead. We we know that already. Um, but to, to, to have her – you know, put him in the um, at the trap house where they just watching the stuff. He's like, man, you know, I want to do something more, but I'm just playing video games. And when she had to break it down, well, first off, the dude that's in there, I don't remember his name. He was like, man, you you don't understand yet, dummy. Like I'm your babysitter. Mm-hmm. Like you're not here to fucking learn shit. So then, obviously, that got him feeling a certain type of way. And mom had to break it down to him. Like, look, you know what I'm saying? You you got to start at the bottom. She said, that's how I started. That's how I started, you know, and there's certain reasons and like the whole leadership thing, you know what I'm saying? That she was breaking down to him. I think that she does the best job that she potentially or possibly can being a gangster woman, you know, like she, she teeters that line of being mom, but being hard and teaching you the game and telling you school is important. Mm. That's a lot. You know, I have to assume they're like 12, 14, yeah, you know, he's fifteen. Adrian. He's like fifteen at this point. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it it can confuse you, and 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 he's confused because he's still trying to find his path. You know, but he's driven by anger, and I think that his mom knows that. Now he had a path. He just chose the wrong. He he had a couple of options. He yeah, got out. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, were y'all su- were y'all kind of thrown off? Like, not as far as how intelligent he was, but the mm-hmm. fact that he. Could have been a whole totally different nigga if he went through the school education route because he clearly was smart. He was bright. The teachers were all were saying that he could go far, mm-hmm. and his mom was like, "Shit, I want you to be a CEO and all this mm-hmm. shit." But he was like, "Nah, I want to do this street shit." See, and, and and that's the thing. Like a lot of um, Elon Musk said it. He said, "All of these drug dealers that you incarcerate are smarter than the half the majority of these CEOs out here running companies." Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. It's just that. Our community lives in that environment, and we could be smart as hell. But you want to do what you see. Created by the American government, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, but you growing up, obviously, you you man, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, influential. Um, you're easily influenced, mm-hmm. right? And when you see your uncles, Lulu, all of these guys that you hover, man, they got goals. They they, they drive Sobs. They drive Benzes and Beamers and shit. Sobs. I remember Sobs. used to be yeah, the thing. Yeah, they sure did, They used man. to be the thing. Like, that's what you're going to want to do. Look, I, I go back to American Gangster when T.I. was, you know, the quote-unquote pitcher, you know, and he told Uncle, uh, uh, Uncle Frank, I don't want to go to the Yankees. I want to do what you do. As a kid, you're impressionable. That's the fucking mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You're impressionable, and you want what you see. You don't. You don't know that 20 years from now you can be something else because nobody in your immediate circle is that. So I do like that they did show that because, you know, people do probably think that these these guys selling drugs and stuff like that are stupid and they're not. Um, so I like that they highlighted that part of it. But I I think he stayed and didn't participate in that out of um, trying to protect his mom. You think that was his real reason? Yeah, because didn't he, didn't he put all bees on that thing after they shot up the joint or shot in the air? 
Yeah, they, that was when the plan. Yeah, happened. so his, if, his if if Neek Unique didn't come through and and shoot up or fake shoot up the spot, he probably would have went and taken the test and aced the shit. But to your point about him being a hothead, he was out for blood. He wanted revenge. Mm-hmm. He was like, what if they hit you? What if this happened? Mm-hmm. You know, I need to be here to protect you. We got to go get them. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, man, fuck all this shit. I need to sit here and protect my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, like, you were talking about his uncles, Hugo. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about Lulu and Marvin? Marvin is the oldest brother and Lulu's the younger brother of, of Raquel. You know, what's interesting is... Um, Lulu feels like the older one. He's the one that's more calm. He's the youngest? Yeah. Damn. Uh-huh. I love how they did that, though. Be, be, character building. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Giving guys just a little bit of, you know, a different path. Because Lulu feels like the older one. Mm-hmm. Lu, Lu, Lulu's the calm, collected one. Lulu is... The right hand. The right hand man. And then the other one, this nigga just want to party. Like he, he wants to live the lifestyle with... Out actually putting in the work. It's ba- I look at them as like uh, two sides of a gangster. Like, like the, the party, the, the eccentric motherfucker, and then the, the cool, calm collective, you know, I'm in the back making moves while y'all don't know what's going on. And I don't know the, the actor's name that plays. Uh, who's oh. the one opposite of Lulu? Oh, Marvin. The one who, he was on Ballers. Ballers. Yeah, he, I love this he basically He basically like, uh, what's his name? Yeah, he's yeah. basically that nigga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I saw I said, I know this nigga. Who, yeah. who is he? And it took me about 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, he's the, the dude off of Ballers. Yeah. yeah I like him yeah. as an actor. Yeah, actually, at first I didn't, but I think as the show went on, I started to enjoy Marvin a little bit more. Because um, I was like, man, this dude, man. Because they, they say he loves to eat, and if there's a way to fuck up some shit, he going to find a way to fuck it up. I forgot how they worded it, but I love the way they worded it. Um, but yeah, I love how they're just the polar opposites of each other. Mm-hmm. But I think I like Lulu just a little bit more. I do too. I Lulu, fuck with Lulu. Lulu fucking cold with it. I, I, I appreciate Marvin based off of how Kanan describes it. Like he does all this, this dumb shit, but he's loyal. He said, that's some mm-hmm. shit you can't, you can't pay for. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and obviously he's family, so of course that loyalty is, is, is blood related. Um, but Lulu is just, Lulu is like a, um, I, I fuck. I think it's obvious to fuck with him based off of how he moves so far. But I see both of them as like there's gonna be some type of issue in oh, this 100%. family eventually. But, but based off of how both of them move. Yep, one hundred percent. And 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 I like that. Well, that t- white woman gonna trip up Lulu. Yeah. I mean Marvin. Yep, 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 yep. I also like I like that dynamic too. I I really like all of the tension that they're starting to create mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. There's a because mama. Oh, and then. Um, I also like the character Symphony. First of all, I like the fucking name. Mm. That's a fucking dope name for a guy. Like I, that's a I, that's a '90s name for a bartender in New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's a super dope name. But I I like his character as well because again, it's it's just like power. I don't know if I like him. No. Have you seen? Have you any of y'all seen P Valley? Oh, okay. He reminds me of this, this light skinned bodyguard from P Valley. Mm. But just like the original Power, I felt like they created a lot of tension mm-hmm. very fast. You know, because in the first Power, the very first episode is when he sees Angela. That fucking unravels everything. And then in this one, obviously, it's not that quick, but you're, you're starting to see the layers mm-hmm. and how shit can fucking crumble. I didn't even think about that as far as like the first year. Yeah, man. Yeah, that pilot episode was crazy. Well, just like you said, she's also a woman that she's managing that too, like being being with this guy, mm-hmm. and 
you know, I don't know if she has feelings for him or not. We don't know that just yet, but she always over there. Oh, she likes symphony. She 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 wants some of that orchestra. She she likes that he like he's a thinker. Yeah. I think she respects that. He he he's he's a he's an intellectual. And it's also he's out of the world that she's in. He's a, but but he but but he's not no sucker that like he's blind. He's not blind to what's happening. Mm-hmm. He understands. Because she told him that she was like I'm I do. She ain't say it, but she's like I do this shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, I'm cool with yeah, that. Exactly. I, mm-hmm. That's that's where he fucked up. One foot in, <laughs> one foot out. And, and 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 when you look at all of the fucking gangster shits, like uh, the Wire, Stringer Bell, like mm. you know, we had a question: Who was my favorite character? Him, because I I most relate to him. I've always been the guy that's in the hood or whatever, trying to make it out, always having that foot out. Okay, what's the exit strategy? You know what I'm saying? And to me, that relationship between Symphony and Raquel seems like this might be my exit strategy. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it, it, it it's. There's a lot of shit happening. Yeah. There's a lot of shit happening. And then going back to Kanan and his crew, we got yeah, these little we got jukebox, famous, uh, D Wiz, and of course his love interest, uh, Davina. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think about those characters? I don't like famous. He gives them my nerves. Is that the the light skin? Yeah, yeah, the Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah Puerto, Puerto Rican, right? Yeah, yeah, Puerto Rican. Yeah, he gives them he, my guy. Play too nerves. stupid, man. Yeah, yeah, but I, I like. The fact that he's in the hip hop and it shows like the influence that hip hop has on people, you know, around that time because you know he always he, you know, loved to go rap and shit like that. Um, Davina's gonna be a problem eventually. We can mm-hmm. see that coming. Um, we already talked about jukebox. Uh, D Wiz. D Wiz. I, I fuck with D Wiz's um, realness and his innocence. Mm. You know, that's a good way to put it. Kevin. Yep. He's very in it. He's green behind the ears. Yeah. Was yeah. he though? Because he was he was about he was ready for the shits nah, when he, it came yeah, down but to that's it. That's what I'm saying. Like he's real and ready for the shit. But he's also very innocent and green to a lot yeah. of shit that was going on. Oh, like the consequences of the yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just thinking this, he operating like this shit a video game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, because even that, that, you know, he was like, man, what, was that your bullet or my bullet? Like that's that's nigga what? <laughs> that's how casual he was yep. with it, you know. But yeah, they were just they were st- stupid. And man. we we and and that's what I was gonna lead up to. Like, uh, Joey Badass plays unique. Bruh, that's who that is. Yeah, yeah. you didn't know that was you know, Joey. Yeah. No. Yeah. Bro, you know, I knew that was Joey yeah. on site. No, I knew it. It's like you know, I was telling you off when as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, that nigga. Oh, you Joey. know about his voice? Yeah, I knew about yeah. his voice. I didn't, I couldn't tell by his. If I was just listening, I wouldn't tell by his voice, but just seeing, I was like, yeah, that's Joey Badass. I knew that was Joey. Because he's, he's, he's been doing more acting now. Yes. Wow. And, 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 I, and I wanted to talk about him because he, his acting. He surprised me the most bro. on this show. He's his acting me. has jumped a lot. Because what, what, what was it, Donnie Darko or some shit? Like, what, what the fuck was he on? I, he, I seen him in a show called Boomerang on BET. And he was just playing whatever. And then he's also he was on a show called Grownish. Like he's been doing a lot of random he has. like uh, he little has. roles. But this right here, like this, this is the best performance he's I've seen. This shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I seen him. I, yeah, I think that's and this must be the best name street name that I've heard in a long time. But Buck Twenty, <laughs> hey <laughs> Buck Twenty, hey that's that's one of the coldest. Hey, hey that's a that's a name that I gotta use it for. AKA like that's that's a dope ass nickname. But that's his right hand man. How did y'all feel about? Uh, just unique because like Kanan even describes like this is the most this is the best like one of the biggest drug dealers in the city yeah. um, which is surprising based on his demeanor because you would think he'll be a big barely ass nigga but nah he's just a smooth cool dude yeah 
Not um, I, I I like him. I like who they casted. Um, and he's doing an amazing job. But um, you, you could tell. Typically, the, the the biggest drug dealers aren't the ones that are obvious, and you could tell that he's very um precise in how he moves. He's very calculated, you know, and how he negotiated with Raquel in terms mm-hmm. of you know you hit my guys, all these blocks are mine now. You know what I'm saying? Like the way the way that he moves, you could always tell he's always thinking bigger picture. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a thinker. So I I I, I, I love so, that. So going back to how we get to really introduce be introduced to Unique was the fact that, and how we got introduced to the uncles, mm. was that, you know, Unique's crew ran up on Rock's crew and shot one of them in the leg, and that's how we get to the hospital and see the uncles. And then, in not even really in retaliation, but later on that evening or that day, uh, they have their family dinner at the diner every Wednesday or something like that, and then Unique's crew is busting in the air and shit. And this is all pretty much because, we mentioned earlier, Rock's uh, boyfriend, what was his name? High Post? High Post, yeah. Since he passed, those blocks, they had an agreement. Mm-hmm. But since he passed and she took over, they was like, okay, well, shit, maybe we can get over on this. And that's when we get introduced to their altercation and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So um, will he be the main villain throughout the rest of the season, do you feel like? Or is, is there something else like brewing as far as what we can uh, come to see with, when it comes to tension and turmoil. Well, we'll see because uh, what, what's Omar Epps' character's name? Uh, Detective yeah, uh, Malcolm yeah. Howard. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's going to be the biggest villain hmm. because he is on Unique's side and he wants to prop him up as the biggest drug dealer. So there, there's always a guy that is in law enforcement that got to get his hands dirty. And I think that Omar Epps is going to be the biggest protagonist toward... Um, Raquel and that whole organization over there because I think that he's going to try to do whatever he can from, you know, the, the, the law enforcement side to hold her down and prop him up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see because cops can always be bought and they always have ulterior motives and we don't know yet. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's going to be the biggest and, villain. And I love how Kanan mentioned he was like, he really think he run all this shit because he feels like the regulator. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go back to that the whole scene where D. Wills was talking about who shot who, because in retaliation for uh, Unique shooting one of the corner boys, you know, Kanan goes and you know takes out Buck Twenty, who mm-hmm. happens to be the boyfriend of mm-hmm. his the love of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, the dumbest shit that I saw so far, I was like, damn, they had to start off on some dumb shit, like as far as Kanan fucking up and all that shit. Um, what is what did y'all think about that dynamic? Like, did you think that he was actually felt bad for killing him? Like, do you think he was just trying to just do, like, some warning shots or, like, not try to kill but just to injure to send a message? Oh, no, he was trying to kill him. You think he was trying to kill him? Yeah. yeah. Just based on how many times he emptied the clip? hmm Yeah. Even though he was scared of shit, but he was definitely trying to kill him. I don't think he was trying to send a message. Because, like, when he, when he was dying, like, he went up to him. and I, I, Maybe that was because it was the first time he killed somebody. Mm-hmm. And it was just like it was just like a it was it just felt like very sympathetic in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's what it was. And just how how he reacted, you know, tells me that, you know, to Ken's point that he's very, he's still kind of green too. Like all of this shit is new to him. Mm-hmm. But how he reacted to toward his uncle and his mom, you know what I'm saying? Like he he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he was like, I'm grown now. Yep. <laughs> She was like, nah, no, nigga. No, no. <laughs> she's like, you fucked up. We like, we just squashed this, and yeah. you just now opened up a can of worms yep. and shit. Yep. 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 Uh, another, <laughs> another funny, uh, 
uh, scene in this uh, whole episode was the white publicist, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. in, the, in the nightclub. I love how they always trying to bring a nightclub 100%. into the, into this, because that's where we all started with this whole series. So I like, I'm, I'm thinking like, is that the nightclub that? Well, I don't know if that's the same one that he bought uh, eventually, yeah. but I think that they're setting up a lot of things because this could be where Ghost gets the idea that the nightclub is the way out, mm. is the exit strategy of all of this. We could use it for the time that we need to as a front, mm. but then it's the way out too. So, it, man, watching this, I'm like, I, I'm trying to connect the dots because we already know the story. So it's like you're telling me the backstory now. It's like, okay, well, is this the reason why? Oh, is this the reason why? Is this, you know, so it, it's just, man, I don't know. It, it's hard to contain myself. Like, it's hard to stop my brain from thinking, okay, well, is this really what that is? Or mm-hmm. this, so it, it's, man, I, I I don't know. I don't know to answer the. Yeah. That, that was fine what they did to the dog though, right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was funny though. <laughs> it was foul as shit. Oh, man. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, Kane and Flunks the. the, the had a hot dog joke. But. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Kane and Flunks the, the private school test uh, just to be more uh, a part of the streets. But I was also thinking, like, could he have? Could he have done both? He not ghost. I thought he could have, but he only knows one way. He didn't even think about doing both. Mm-hmm. But no, well, because he would have been away. Remember, mm-hmm. so he would have had to leave the city. So oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So after Kanan fucks up the whole, you know, deal that they made and stuff like that. The whole family kind of has a meeting about it mm-hmm. and explain to him like his role now. And then that's when he kind of just expresses who he wants to be and, and how he views himself. And I thought that that was very powerful. And, and, and I, ha- I had to sit back and think about when his mom says, you don't tell me who you are. I tell you who you are. And I had to sit back and I'm like, I get where she coming from, but she not right. You know what I'm saying? And, and what that's going to do, that's going to just create animosity and make Kanan be more Kanan to prove the point. You don't think so? Nah, because they came together at the end. True, but 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 we know that this is just the beginning. Anytime that this nigga is going to get an opportunity to do so you, hood rat shit, he going to do it. You, you might be right because he did try to say that he was grown at 15. Do you think that this was all his planning? Nah. nah, 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 nah. This is all happenstance. You this, think it's because that nigga was smiling at the end when he was shooting that gun. That shows how sinister he yep. is. Yeah, yeah, but that he, he liked that shit. He Kanan has never been the master planner. We we know that. We we know but, but, that. But but knowing this now, like we, I I I feel like I underestimated his intelligence based on how this first episode starts off. You know, or just how it plays out, because like he's really smart. He is. And, and that's why he was like uh, Ghost's biggest nemesis in the whole series. True, true. Uh, you, you know, you know who I think is the overall smartest. What I mean, like book smart and street smart, jukebox. Jukebox is the default leader of that crew. Jukebox is the one that can can manipulate Kanan. Yeah, she feels like she's in more control than Kanan is yes. uh, right now. Right now. Yeah. You know, I don't know how it's gonna be, but mm-hmm. them little kids, she you know, she's really the one in control. Women mature faster, man. They do. Yeah. They do. They do. <laughs> um and then at, at after his, you know, I guess the punishment that he got put on, mm-hmm. she tells him to go take out the trash. And then now we know that the streets is really looking at or at least Buck Twenty's mm-hmm. family is looking for him because they started doing a drive by mm-hmm. shooting at his crib. 
and then that's how we get introduced to Detective Howard mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said you so you really like Omar Epps in this in oh, the series. One hundred percent. I don't know if I like him yet. I'm still I'm still waiting. Really? I'm waiting yeah. for his moment. Yeah, he hasn't had a moment. He hasn't had a moment yet. Yeah, yeah. He just been like he's just been here and there. You mm-hmm. could tell he's a little dirty based mm-hmm. on how him. How do y'all feel about him and that uh, his partner, his new detective partner? People are trying to kind of equate it to like Training Day. Like he's you know, he's the she's the Ethan Hawke to his you know yeah. Denzel. And that's that's really what it is. Yeah. Because he's trying to roam the streets and he's trying to get a gauge on her, you know, to see if um she's one that he can. You know, welcome into what they do, or one that he's gonna have to. But he's her up and he's giving her good tips though. He was like, mm-hmm. man, he was like, man, the captain don't give a fuck about all this shit. He just don't want no more bodies to drop. Yep. He don't care about solving cases, none of that. That's all we got to do. Um, and I really liked how that kind of just that pilot episode just sets us up for this next episode, which is um, reaping and sowing. And I and at first I thought this was very confusing how Fifty starts off this episode, but like how he talks about we could see the end in the beginning mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And how it came full circle towards the end, it was just like that was like I, I don't know what y'all thought about that as a concept. Was that was that kind of just confusing or was it really actually dope? I didn't even think about it uh, all that much. I, I think I missed that part. Um, he, yeah, yeah, he elaborates as far as like based on the decisions that we make in the beginning, you can kind of see the end. Oh, and basically that was just going back to like Kanan killing Buck Twenty, and mm. now how that affect his relationship with D Wiz. Okay. Like it's yeah, like yeah. It's, you, you definitely was thinking deeper than me. Oh well, I, I was just I was just wondering like why he would say, say some stuff like that. I thought it was kind of dope, but as you can see, we start off this episode with Kanan just you know just sitting up thinking about all the shit that's been going on, like him almost getting shot and killed, um, and his mom is just trying to warn him before he even goes to school. Hey, keep your head on the swivel. These motherfuckers mm-hmm. are really looking at you, and he just eating cereal like it's another day. Yep, and he goes outside, and Mama's oh my. <laughs> it's just a mailman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she take and then she ended up taking him to school because she's just scared, like as a, as a mama would be. Um, and as soon as we get to school, we see that the love of his life is fighting mm-hmm. over the nigga that yeah, he he killed. Is Kanan fucked up for holding back that information? As far as Man, what he happened, killed her. We don't know he killed, killed him. him. Do we? Yeah, that it was his bullet. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it matters. He was involved. It could have been his bullet. bullet. Like, I don't think he's going to get off on a technicality, you know, yeah. with her if she finds out he was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and we didn't really get a chance to see it play out, but she did ask him towards the end, like, yo, did you know that he was involved mm-hmm. or whatever? So, um, but I, I can't remember how he responded, but and I, but. Yeah. I think he lied. I think he ended up saying nah. Oh yeah. And then he, I think he just apologized. He like he felt sorry for her, like yeah. her loss. But see, I I think that this also plays into the fact that, you know, Ghost always said you can't trust Kanan. You can't trust Kanan. Like mm. he always had that issue. And then now again, you're seeing the reasons why they'll they'll begin to pile up. But this is just one mm. of those things. This man was infatuated with this girl. Didn't give no fuck about Buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time he's seen them together, he only saw her. And now he killed her, or he, he killed that dude, uh, High Post, and now... Buck 20. Or Buck 20, I'm sorry. Yeah. And now, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's trying he, to move in. He's trying to move in. Yeah. So he, he's going to... So he's a shysty nigga. He's a shysty mm-hmm. nigga, you know? And, and, and again, like, I'm not surprised because we know... We know, we know what the end result is. 
You know what I'm saying? But we're just seeing all of the series of events that gets him to that point. Mm -hmm. And this is just one of those things. So going back to Raquel and the whole family business, they have that, uh, she meets up with her brothers to have that discussion at the diner to figure out what's, what they try to do with the current situation that they're in. They got to get their corners back because obviously mm -hmm. shit is all fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where we get to the part where her and Lulu are trying to figure that shit out. And Marvin's over here talking about, let's throw a party and shit. <laughs> <laughs> why, do you think, why do you think he doesn't want to fall in line with the family? I don't think it's intentional. I think that's just really who he is, man. You don't think it's more of like older brother... Him just trying wanna, to want to be life. No, nah, I was just thinking it's like older brother feeling like because they don't really even involve him in the code language. Like there's mm -mm. code language and code but language. They, but they told you why they can't. He's a fuck up. They like it, but the first the, introduction to him was that if there's a way for shit to fuck up, he's going to find a way to do it. And that's why they cannot involve him. And, you know, you kind of start to see him fuck up here and there, having a party at the club, mm -hmm. getting in a fight outside of the party at the club, mm -hmm. getting involved with the white girl and shit mm -hmm. after you know what happened, mm -hmm. you know? So you can see that somewhere down the line, and you kind of talked about it earlier, that he's going to be a problem for them. They're going to have to make a decision. Similar to how they made a decision in this episode? Mm-hmm. Might, yeah. Mm. Yep. Because then we... um. That's when we check back in with Raquel when she meets up with uh, Unique again to talk about the developing problems with now her and Buck 20's family. Because she ended up, uh, I guess, paying off Unique to take, mm -hmm. to take care of the family. But mm -hmm. that shit wasn't, shit wasn't enough. Yeah, that nigga was like, so you think, well, all that shit that happened, this, this little bit of money going to solve all that? He's like, I, I, I can only control what I can control. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he was like, he said, I, he said, hey, my niggas ain't going to hit you. Right. I can't speak on them motherfuckers, yeah. though. Yeah. Which was well, that was some real no, shit. I loved it, man. I loved it. Shit. I love Unique's character, bro. Mm -hmm. he, be, he be talking some real. He said shit. that he said they need a body in, if they mm -hmm. to stop. And yep. obviously, there's only two motherfuckers mm -hmm. that was involved, which is uh, what we find out later on how they found out because um, she when they uh, uh, Raquel and Lulu go to do the bodega shit, mm -hmm. they link up with Famous and and D Wiz, and then D Wiz is over here just just talking about shit. She's like, "Where'd you get the gun from? You got it from your brother." Mm -hmm. And all this other shit. I think she even asked Kanan that too. Mm -hmm. um, just getting more information. Green behind the ears, bro. Oh, shit. I missed that whole conversation. Mm -hmm. Right before they went in. Yeah. They so that's how him. she knew he was involved with Kanan? Yeah, because he was like, he was talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, damn. Like, not only are you talking about it, but you was involved with it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. That and I also thought it was interesting too because um, the older brother picked up Kanan to that was the first time that he took him to the to the trap house and then you know they ran up on his friends so they kind of separated them mm. because I think Kanan what he does at least for the two guys and this is the reason why I say jukebox is the de facto leader even though technically is Kanan Kanan protects those guys mm -hmm. because Kanan knows more about the street but he's still green behind the ear himself but those guys are just they just doing they just doing fun shit. Yeah, like, teenagers. Yep. Yeah, fifteen year old. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then we see how we, we'll get back to that later. But I I think you brought up people the detective Howard situation with Unique mm -hmm. and how he made that deal on the side with him because mm -hmm. like he said the higher ups were saying we can't have no more bodies dropping. He was like, look, I'll let you be the king of the castle as long as no one else gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Why do y'all think he chose him over Raquel? 
I think because he just he, I, it, it seems like he just has a history with him, a past with him. So I oh think, yeah, he he's more closer to yeah, him. Okay, yeah. I don't know if it was because like she's a woman or maybe or like he just really feels like she's. Uh, like she, he can't really con- like control her as much as he probably feels like he can control Unique. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, I, you know, yeah, I, don't I, know I guess I, we'll find out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like now that you pose that, um, I guess we don't know enough backstory as to why. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know the detective just works primarily that area where Unique, mm-hmm. you know, moves his shit. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, but I think that I think that's interesting. We'll probably figure that out in the next couple episodes. Exactly. And another uh, angle going back to when. Um, Uncle Marvin picked up Kanan to take him to his first day of drug dealing. Um, his his inter- have y'all noticed his interactions with Jukebox? Because that's his daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, remember the first time they was at the diner and she was when when uh, Raquel was talking about the school and shit, and she was just like, "Why didn't you sign me up for that shit, Dad?" He was like, "I don't know. I don't want you to take you to there." Like you can tell he was like a not only is he a like you said, Ken, a fuck up in the family, but like he's not, his a, inf- dad. He's not a real dad. Nah. He's more yeah. like a. A bro, a bigger brother. Yes, and, and what's crazy because obviously we know how Jukebox turned out. Jukebox is more of an adult than Marvin is right now. Mm-hmm. And when remember he asked like, "Hey, come with me, come with us to the thing," she's like, "Nah, I'm good." Mm-hmm. And you could tell he was kind of like disappointed in yeah, it, but he, he kind of rolled with it. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like their relationship dynamic. And I know she's probably if she don't feel that close to him now. Oh yeah. It's, she ain't gonna tell him about all the other shit she nah, doing with the white yeah, girl nah. and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see how that play out. Hey. Because I think the only one that knows is just Kanan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, all right, I see, I see you two boss with the white girl. Okay. And she got her own side hustle selling the yeah, uh, the polo bro. gear and yeah. shit on, yo, the, on the block. My nigga, that was sales 101. When I watched that shit, I said, ooh, <laughs> boy, that's, boy. That's what that's what you do. She turned she turned the nigga down. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. no, nah, you, you wanted that, that goofy shit? Yep, go ahead, go on. Down the block. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, she, that, got, she got all that all that two fifty too. How y'all feel about her relationship with the white girl? Were y'all surprised it was a white girl and not somebody in the neighborhood? Or you think that was her intention of making sure it wasn't it wouldn't get back to the family? So that's why she went out her way. I don't know if that just happened because she was just in the choir, um, or part of whatever thing she met her at. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she intentionally set out to choose this white girl. I. I love the white girl's reaction when the white girl ran off with Jukebox or whatever. But it's going to be interesting watching the dynamics between them two, especially mm-hmm. how she got upset when she offered to buy the clothes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, nah, I'm not some charity case and mm-hmm. shit like that. So, um, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all play out, you know, with them. Yeah, I, I partly agree with Ken. I think that their relationship organically happened, but Jukebox is very calculated. And I think that the reason why she's taking that risk is because of what you said. It, it's more than likely not going to get back to the family because she's not involved in the community like that. And that made me realize what you mentioned earlier. Like, all everybody's love interest is disconnected from their world. 100%. And that goes back to the original part. You mentioned yep. Ghost and Angie. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, like everybody's just like, they like to fuck with shit outside the house. It's it, because... because that lifestyle, man, it, it's it's such pressure and stress that everybody that's in it and they've been in it for a while, they're looking for a way out. And if you find somebody that presents themselves as quote unquote normal, 
you look at that and it's like, man, I want that. Let me attach myself to that. Let me try to get out of my current situation. Not even just normal, but they still accept you for who you who are. You are exactly. currently in a situation and can exactly. see where you can go. Yeah. Yep, yep. They see the potential. They, you know, they can look at a Canaan and be like, oh, you're hella smart. You know, let me help you get here. The same way how Angie was for Ghost. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The same way, you know, Tariq had two of them in, in college like that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, it, it it it's the dynamic that they continue to play on in power. Yeah, um, we see Kane at the stash spot, and that's where he gets you know his real lesson of like you got to babysit <laughs> shit. He looked at that door for a reason though. Remember that door downstairs? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but oh, that's where to work at. I think. Do you think oh. he'll? You think he will respect? Like, do you think that's something that's gonna happen with the stash house with him trying to hold it down? Because he yeah, seems like he's a curious ass some, like. At some point, because he's gonna fuck up with Davina, and they gonna find out where it's at. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's that's gonna play uh, a major role in the things because look, at the end of the day, you can't have drama in a gangster drug environment without your stash getting taken mm -hmm. and figuring that shit out because your plug, he, he don't want to hear no excuses. Where my fucking money? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that is gonna be another dynamic. You know, again, more tension, more more of every like that's what's gonna amplify. When or how it happens, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know what level of involvement Kanan's going to have in that. Yeah. Um, and then we get to that conversation that Raquel has with her brothers about D-Wiz when she tells Lou get his Reggie Jackson on. Mm. Hey, that, that was probably one of the coldest cold mm -hmm. languages like, that happens. Mm -hmm. I, and, I, and obviously, we didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Because I, lo I love how they don't explain all the codes. Like, mm -hmm. Kanan's not translating everything. He's like, let you will see it play out. Mm -hmm. Um but did y'all think it was gonna play out like that when she mentioned when she said that language? Only when he picked up D Wiz. Mm. When he picked up D Wiz, Jukebox saw him. I was like, "Oh man, he, he's gonna be the body." You think she knew that already? When she, she knew. Oh yeah, that's yeah, why she like. She I'm... Knew. That's why she put her head down and mm -hmm. walked off. Yeah, she knew. Um, I felt so bad for the kid, but that's the innocence I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. He just hopped in the car, just trusted. But did you think Lulu was gonna like? Cause he's a kid. Got to bro. Matter, bro. Got to protect the family at all costs. He's, he 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 sent him out on top. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he you know he you showed the, him a good time. He's he had the best night of his life. Like if you really think about it, like he got some 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 ass before he died. Yeah, he was drinking. Came out was having him a grand old time, man. So it, it wasn't miserable until the bullet hit. Uh -huh. You know, and I know that hurt D Wiz to be like, oh man, it's you. And you can see the pain in Lou's face. Like, Before he even did it, yeah. Yeah, man. Like his eyes was welling up and the way he got in the car and his his voice was cracking. Like that one hurt him because he know those kids. They grew up mm -hmm. in the, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that one fuck with him, man. But Raquel know. ain't give a fuck. She over here getting her back blown out by Sylvie. <laughs> she got. <laughs> yeah. Was, that was. That, I saw somebody say that that was a. Uh, that, oh, you know that she was wrong for raping that little kid or something like that. I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers, boy. Oh, because of the the the, the I sex. Think apparently, she's supposed to be older or something like that. Yeah, she was older, but like, I think what they like 15, 16. She was young. She no, I'm saying D Wiz. D Wiz was like 15. Yeah, but I don't know how old that chick. I don't was. know how we don't know how old she was. She but I guess been, they she, were inferring that she. She was could be 18, and that's that's yeah, legal. Either way. Thank in the you. hood, that's what happened. That's, that's what I was like, man. Are yeah, that's serious? what happened. Like, My thing is like in a in a in a show that guys niggas killing a grown man killing that's a kid. What, that's what you gonna you gonna only focus on that scene, right? Right. Where it was two consenting 
people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the motherfucker. It, yeah, exactly. To that point, I'm gonna add on the motherfucker died later, and you want to <laughs> point that out? Mm-hmm. Like that's what you're gonna attach to? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that These was people. Boy, I tell you, that's crazy, man. Yeah, and then we see that Marvin. You know. Me and Marvin trying to be a good party host and stuff like that. He ended up fucking up the party before mm-hmm. he even really started. Mm-hmm. And somehow, someway, he, he won the heart of the white woman. Nobody's ever fought for me before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... I, I can see that's going bad by the mid-season. But this was right, right around the time he was starting to, to catch on to me because I was like, this dude is actually funny in this weird sort of way. When he was fucking with, was it in this one? He was fucking with Symphony. Yeah, he was, he was like, yep, yep, yep. He was like, nigga, are you trying to talk to my, my yeah. sister? <laughs> yeah, that shit, that shit was funny. Yeah. Um, how you think? My last question for this episode: How do y'all think Kano will react once he finds out his family was responsible for D Wiz's death? Because his mom even told him, like, yeah, go call up D Wiz. You they know what I'm saying? Set it up nice, man. And she did it so casually. That's why yeah. I know she's so cold hearted. Mm-hmm. Outside of like this nigga. Mm-hmm. And she was nowhere from at the scene. She mm-hmm. was getting her black back blown out. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, man. Damn. I don't know, man. That's going to fuck with him. I think he has an idea that that's what happened. Because he called D-Wiz mom and everything. Yeah. So I think he knows that it was them. Mm-hmm. He just don't have any evidence. But mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, you know, <laughs> you said it. Like, it's just, his mom is so cold-blooded. That's where Kanan gets it from. So, you know, I, I think that probably originally he's not going to be too fond of the news, but mm. I think somehow, some way, it's just going to make sense, and I think he's just the only explanation. Live with the it. only explanation she could say is that he was going to be either you or him. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So which one would you rather choose? Yep. yep. Just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Because shit, Unique said it. All this money don't matter. Somebody got to go. Yep. What's going to happen? We saw what happened. Damn, but yeah, like those first two episodes, man, they they got me locked in I'm for hooked. the season. I'm yeah. I'm I'm hooked in. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't I haven't watched three and four yet, um, but yeah, I'm I'm locked in. Yeah, now nah, it definitely to me this is as an explosive of a start to power as the original. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the way they just came out the gate again. Like I keep using the word tension. There's it, it's mounting tension. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's there's a lot of things that are happening in a very short amount of time that later on is going to play out certain ways that we're just not going to see. Um, now, the thing that I am interested to see in episode three and four, are they going to start throwing those twists that we, you know, like, like in the, exactly yeah. like in the original? Because for the most part, a lot of what's happening – you kind of foresee it happening. Like, nothing's like, oh, well, I didn't really see that mm-hmm. coming. You know what I'm saying? So I want to see how they add that element to it. I think it's still character development yep. just to get our stuff established. Yep. But by the fourth episode, I assume that everything's going to be off and running. Bruh. So, Bruh. yeah. And, and, you know, and obviously I'm looking way ahead. How, how does he get introduced to Tommy and Ghost? I don't think we That's g- what I want to know. Okay. Well, they, they already got picked up for season two. Okay. So after the first episode there, they got picked up season two. I don't know, because he's only 15 now, so. It's not going to happen. Here. He's, and he was like, I think he's like probably two, three years older than them. So yeah, maybe. But he met them in high school. Well, I don't know if he was in high school, but Tommy and Ghost were high school age. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if so, he was like a, like 20 or something. Because yeah. he sounded like he was an OG to them. Yeah, yeah, So he yeah, may have been a few older. years removed he from high older. school. So maybe that's like down the line, like season four, if they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But right now, I don't really. I'm not even worried about Tommy goes. I like. I like what I see right now oh, with yeah, the family. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. To me, this is a step up on all of the powers. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The Tariq shit, the original shit. This is a major step yeah, up. Yeah, I I agree. Well, any last thoughts, Ken? Nah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm hooked, man. Yeah, this is this is good. All right. Well, that's our recap of the first couple episodes of the Star series, Raising Canaan. Uh, please let us know what you guys think about this show so far. FPS Podcast is the Reddit thread. That's also our handle for IG and Twitter. And we'll catch you on the next two episodes. But we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.